0: Welcome, everyone, to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 133. With me today is Jason and Mike from Attack of the Killer Podcast. Say hi, guys. Hi, Hi guys. guys. (laughs) I knew that was going to happen, right? Uh, These my guest hosts today. I'm Larry. Uh, Jessalyn is not going to be with us for this one. But um, we got a cool show for you today. Um, I am starting this month, November, as Indie Movie Month, and uh, I'm just going to be interviewing and having guest hosts of um, people who have worked in independent movies, and so I've known uh, Jason and Mike for a while now, and I know that they've worked on uh, several movies and have directed several movies also, and I thought, perfect for the start of November Independent Movie Month. So yeah,
1: what a great guys. month!
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you, it's Larry, fun.
1: for uh turning the spotlight onto the filmmakers. It's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Not enough of them. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's a good idea especially when um you have like a podcast or something talking about movies to have someone who's actually like done them. Uh, <laughs> come on the show. Like what I have we? I mm-hmm. haven't done shit. Huh? <laughs> 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 I have acted one time and that's Oh, the, go that's on. The, what what? Oh, oh this, need to is, see uh, this. this is not very well known, but oh. I, I, I was in a movie one time,
1: yes.
0: and it was a speaking role. <gasps> now, <laughs> uh, I, f- I actually found it um, a while ago. I'll t- I'll, t- I'll get there in a second. So back in high school, uh, I was a drama major for four years, uh, actually three years. But um, and there were uh, and it was a pretty good drama class. There we had a big theater. We put on some big shows. And we used to have some directors, some, like, educational directors come in and snipe some students to do some roles in some of the, like, the educational movies they, they would do. Like, um, Don't Talk to Strangers and any, anything. Um, the name of the one I was in was called I Am the Boss of My Body. And it, <laughs> it was a, a child molestation one. Oh. Yeah, uh, but here's me, 17-year-old. Me in this movie, I'm not necessarily... I'm not the molestee. I'm actually okay, good. Okay. playing the part of an adult um, who's also not the molester, though. Uh,
2: okay. It's, it's
0: <laughs> weird role. Like I, I'm like in an office building, and I'm like talking about something, and I, I kind of forgot all about it. Um, But I'm in this movie, and I watched it last time. was over 20 years ago, and I lost my copy of the VHS... So mm. one day when the Internet got better, I was like, all right, I got to look for this. And, of course, I looked on YouTube, wasn't on there, oh. looked all over the Internet and found it. I mean, this is years ago. I found it on uh, the Discovery website as a DVD purchase. I could have bought it uh-huh. for $70. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to you know, I should write you a letter. And be like, You know who I am. I'm in this child <laughs> blessed movie. kind of a big deal here. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give me a copy, would you please? Signed, Larry W. I'm in the credits, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, at some point in time, I will get that uh, that that film. But uh, yeah, I acted before. It was <laughs> actually, you know what? We'll go and uh, I'll talk to you guys about how um, Shaun of the Dead ripped me off. <laughs> that, that's a big one. I, it, it's yeah. We'll talk about that one off off. Uh, right. report. But anyway, uh, thank you guys once again for coming on and. And thank you for including my, my bleeding ears into uh, the uh, Prescribed Films Podcast Network so, um, to get our name out there more and just uh, yeah. uh, just do movies and have fun and everything and uh, to see other creators work. So thank you once again for having us on there. And um, it's been fun.
2: Thanks for being, being part of the uh, podcast family. It's awesome. Yeah, we
1: love your show and a chance to help get it out there.
0: People uh, need to you. hear it. Yes. So, um, guys watching anything fun lately? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, it's it's football
2: season. Hey,
1: come on. There's that too. But well, I, I, the main thing that's got me excited. I, and I think I heard you review it already, but on shutter, uh, scare me.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: I freaking
0: loved it. It was fun. Wasn't it?
1: It was really fun. I didn't know where it was going. Mike. He had stayed away because he at first because he thought it was going to be
2: more just another anth- anthology, which I'm not opposed to anthologies, right. but you know I just wasn't in the mood for an anthology.
1: Sure, and and now that you know that it really isn't, I mean it is right. because it's several
2: stories, but it's really these two actors going at it. it sounds really unique, and that
0: really caught my caught my and eye, it, and
1: it feels that way too as you watch it. So i I really liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, it, it was a uh, drama major's wet dream, that yeah. movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shudder's really r- really knocking it out of the park, man, They're, with the movies that are coming out. like I like Scare Package. That was fun. That was
2: great. Scare Package was so much fun, yeah. Yeah,
0: especially the ooze one where the guys... <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, uh, I should get you in contact
1: with that director. Chris McEnroy. He's awesome. And oh,
0: yeah? Uh,
1: yeah, he's uh, submitted films every year to our film festival that we do. And it is some of the best and greatest, goriest, most over the top, amazing films you've ever seen. And so it was so great to see him in this movie and, in it's yeah. be- in it and his short film in it is exactly what he does it's just mm-hmm. amazing you'll love him
2: yeah after um knowing the guy for a while and having his films in our fest- festival over and over it was really heartwarming and exciting to see that he was part of this yeah movie that's uh now on shutter and was on joe bob and
0: hearing oh. joe bob talk about oh it. man oh man that's that's a dream come true <laughs> uh, do you guys like uh during joe bob and everything when that's going on and like towards the end of it, they do like the silver Bolo award. Do your, hold my breath just crunch? a little,
1: just a little, yeah. I try, <laughs> I'm trying not to because I don't, I don't think there's any
2: ego here. It's just, but you know, you're just like, you never know. You yeah. just, cause, right. cause we, we do know somebody we, that won silver Bolo once. So, yeah. So, and, 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 and it was a, uh, it's a guy, um, who does for, you know, for podcasting and, on our level, you know, yeah, Our he level used to be of on a network
1: we were on yeah. back in
2: the day. And, and so, you know, so there's always that little, like, especially after that, I'm, I'm like, like well, Oh, you know,
1: man, I don't know, maybe so you're saying there's a chance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time, every time <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, come on, man. someone I know is going to be on this, please. And yes. <laughs> maybe who knows, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Any, you guys watch anything else?
2: Trying to remember some of the highlights of what I've watched um, here, quite a while for a while. Uh, probably one of the coolest movies I've seen um, these over these past couple months, and it's on Netflix. Uh, Hashtag alive. Oh. Uh, that was a really fun movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's Korean. I think maybe. Uh, I don't. I, I just always when i wa- when i watched it i you know go my brain goes to train to busan but <laughs> well because the zombies yeah. are kind of in that same vein kind yeah. of fast moving zombies and stuff and you know it's just about a, uh, a about this uh, teenager who's trapped in his um his family ho- family's home which is an apartment and you know during this zombie outbreak and you know it's seeing him trying to pull the resources together of like you know how much How much you know water does he have left how much food does he have left and then finding another survivor um uh, a woman uh his age basically in the building across from him and then them trying to communicate with each other and then eventually trying to meet up so they can you know survive together it's a it's 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 a fun awesome little uh zombie movie you know not very many locations very minimal cast and that's my bag so
0: all right you know it, that movie sounds very familiar to another movie that i watched a, a year or two ago I, I can't think of the name i keep forgetting about this the, the name of this movie but it same Something about the night
2: yeah I think that's I think that had. movie Night, um, you know, this movie. night eats the world.
0: Yes, that yeah. movie
2: ruled. I, I also rewatched that not too I long ago, you were... and I still love that movie. That was fun.
1: So I thought the same thing, Larry, when he was describing it. I'm like, that sounds like
2: that movie, so maybe that's why I like hashtag alive so much. <laughs> it's, it's it is very similar, but. I feel like in um night eats the world that guy is alone a lot more a lot mm-hmm. longer through the entire plot of the movie versus uh, hashtag alive so um oh man yeah it's just great stuff I love I love that stuff yeah I, and, you I, you know, know. if you I'll can go. tell an interesting story th- that's that's what I love about that uh, about those things like movies with with very with maybe like one maybe two locations you know very minimal cast movies like movies like uh, buried you know that's one guy in a box for an hour and a half and if you can keep me of all people interested for that hour (laughs) and a half with such small concepts um that's that's where i get excited and i fall in love with with those with those films
0: oh then you'll you'll love i've talked about this movie before i don't know if you've watched it yet but uh relaxer
2: i know i remember
0: hearing you talk about it Yes, at one location the whole time. It, it, this dude doesn't move from the couch from the whole movie.
1: Oh, so
0: awesome. <laughs> I think you might like it. I think uh, Tad actually watched it, and yes.
2: uh,
0: and he was. <laughs> I, I didn't get a good, or, or I mean, I I couldn't get the a gauge of a reaction <laughs> of it. Other than he was just like, yeah, that's a movie, all right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that um those end-of-the-world movies, they can really get you, you know, and sure um, in the feels, too, because uh, yeah. you, you put yourself in those situations. Like, one of them that got me, and we did them for a movie of the week a, a while back, was um, the Australian movie, These Final Hours, which hmm. I thought fantastic movie, very underrated. Um, We're have you seen that days. one yet?
1: No. Uh-uh.
0: no uh-uh. Oh, man, it's... Um, takes place in Australia during the last 24 hours of the earth because a meteorite or a meteor hits the United States. And then like the, the impact takes like 24 hours to hit Australia. Wow! So, th- so this one guy, um, he leaves one girl that he's been seeing to go see another girl. That's and they're throwing, like, the biggest, craziest party ever. So he drives across, I don't know, part of Australia to meet her. And then he has different feelings about it. And on his way there, he meets, like, this little girl. Well, he saves this little girl from, from being attacked and assaulted. And then he tries to find her her father. Um, it's like a redemption story. But all while this is happening, like, a news report keeps telling, like, how many more hours until impact is going to hit Australia Ugh. before the wow. world ends. And it's, it's, like, the last, like, ten minutes of the movie, like, really, like, wrench your fucking heart, man. It, it, it's a rough movie, man. Like, the party scene that they have in there is rough. Like, people are playing, like, Russian roulette and taking all sorts of Molly and whatever. It's nuts. I, I definitely recommend that movie if you like end-of-the-world kind of stuff.
2: Hmm. okay. Yeah, definitely need to check yeah. that out. Cool. Yeah,
0: these final hours... Um, and it has the girl, the young girl who is in um, the Spider-Man, the newest Spider-Man movies. The young girl who likes oh, the yeah. big dude. Yeah, she's the little girl in the movie. So. Oh. <clears throat> but, uh, yes, whew, anyway. Um. <laughs> See, <you're> talking <laughs> movies, it's, it's so fun. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, I would definitely check that one out. And Netflix has been churning out some pretty decent movies lately too. Uh, have you guys seen the um, uh, Vampires vs. Bronx?
2: No, oh, no, it's definitely on it's my on list it. because it, there's been so much buzz for that movie. So many good reviews. It's uh, until now. Apparently, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh,
0: it's it's not bad, <laughs> but I, you you end up giving this movie a lot of passes. That's what I'll say about it.
1: Mike's really good at doing that to movies with the shit he watches, so...
0: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh,
2: sometimes. <laughs> Depends on the movie.
0: I'm going to say this before we start getting into the, the movie of the week right now, um, but you guys are the director, directors, co-directors of um, Collapse. Uh, how did this all... Like, what's What was the beginning of this whole process and um, the making of this movie?
1: Let's go back to the year
2: 2009.
1: (laughs) Maybe even a little earlier. I thought it was... If you want IDFG, if you go that far back.
2: Well, here's what I'll have to say, because I don't know where you were going, where you were going to go with the story. Um, But I know we have been that a lot when it comes to this particular film of ours. Uh, Because this one's different than a, a lot of the movies that we make and the fact that we make movies under our company called Prescribed Films. Now, this particular film was uh, a work for hire under another production company. So, I wrote it. Jason and I co-directed it uh, for somebody else. So, technically, it's not really our movie. We kind of signed over all the rights and stuff. But it's our. But it's it's, it's our movie with it's a budget. Us on screen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. our it's our movie with a budget. Yeah. Um. And you know, we hate talking about the politics behind this particular film. So telling the, the origin story has gotten to be kind of... Um, well, the, the nice
1: the nice way to put it is we, early in the PF, this is our 20th year making movies. Um, we've made 50, 60 movies oh, in shit. 20 years. Yeah, and, no, I mean, uh, short films, but short films, I mean, at features. least a dozen, 15 to, uh, mm-hmm. features. And so we've been doing it a while. And back in the early days, we're like just two dudes in a a Tumwa, Iowa, which is not a very big place. And i just say Iowa, two dudes in Iowa making horror movies, dumping blood on each other, having a blast and trying to get people to come have fun with us because it takes more than two people to make a movie. And so we got it in our heads early on. We were like, one of our strategies was to be like, well, I was only blah 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 whatever we'd say we'd always say anyway so it, it kind of started calling people out and people were like wow well you're not though well but anyway it got people talking and <laughs> we 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 met this guy uh bruce who ends up being the producer of collapse and he becomes our friend and he's a he's a guy interested in filmmaking and he just lives a couple towns over and and he may he right he was probably more of a writer but uh and so he's try, he makes movies. He comes, helps on our movies. We dump blood on each other. We're all best friends. It's great. And years and years and years of this. And then, yes, in 2009, Iowa got uh, the tax incentives. Finally uh, allowed in our, I mean, you're in Chicago, so I know you're sure you're well aware of tax incentives. Yep. Helps, helps lower budget movies get made. Yep,
0: yeah.
1: And... Iowa finally got them, and it was great. And there's there's a filmmaking scene, and not to brag, but we helped uh, grow this filmmaking scene. If not grow it, at least help connect it, because we we started having these uh, meetings once a month in Iowa City, and people from all over the state would come. We'd have to run out this giant room in the library, and we'd hold— This, uh, we just have this meetings of just like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing this? Are you making movies? What do you need help with this? I can help with that. And then we all, everyone from all over the state helped on everyone's movies and it was wonderful. And then the tax incentives came and it was great because there was kind of a community going and, and people were making movies. Uh, the, one of the first big ones that everyone probably knows about is the crazies remake Uh, came and was made under that and that's awesome and things were really starting to look good and and our friend bruce figured out a way to get involved uh to produce a movie using the tax incentives because it's not and i don't think any of our brains could handle how taxes and money and finances (laughs) and all that shit work and it we're all creative brains anyway, and we just want to have fun. And like I said, dumb blood on each other. So it was, we were really lucky that we had our friend who likes these things, but is also smart enough to kind of figure out how to make the money work. And he, I mean, he he invested his house into getting a movie made. So in the very beginning of 2009, he wrote and directed a movie and Mike and I helped crew on it. And it brought together a lot of people and we had a nice little film family for that movie. And then, he, and then so summertime came along, and he used the money from that first movie, rolled it into the next one, because he was smart and figured out how it worked. And I'm like, thank God for that. And he gave us all jobs that year, and we helped make this other movie in the summertime, and it was awesome, and it was even bigger. And and like, it's like, oh man, is this train really going to keep going? It was the greatest thing because we were making real movies, five, you know, Monday through Friday. We were not weekends when we could after hours, this was like real job stuff. It was amazing. And he was employing all of us friends and it was great. And it was like, that movie's wrapping up and it's like, Bruce, what are you doing next buddy? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I don't know. You know, anybody with the scripts and Mike's like, do I, I got 17 of them right here? And, uh, and it just worked out. And because we've been friends forever, we just, totally lucky to have this friend who'd figured out the money part and the producing part. And he's just helped us make it really.
2: And that's, and that's the direction I was going to go with what I was saying, because, um, you know, when, when I hear other people's origin stories on how you made that, how'd you make your movie? How'd you break in? Um, you know, you're always looking for that nugget and to be honest, collapse, collapse itself. um, would say i would say it was a shot in the dark once in a lifetime opportunity absolutely what what but the advice i would give to filmmakers is the building of that community because that one shot in the dark chance that we got was based on years and years of doing driving uh, driving in our car to 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 another town in iowa uh you know with our own gas money to lucky to get like a cheese sandwich for, from craft services, um, sleep have, on somebody's sleeping floor on somebody's floor to literally help them make their just vision for
1: the chance to dump it on someone else. Yeah. Yes, and just
2: making great. all these connections and friends and, and, yeah. and working on each other's films and getting involved in your, um, film community within your state or your surrounding area, you know, um, uh, make, you know, just making those connections. Get so involved. Yeah. A, a lot of our films, um, you know, are like next to nothing budgets prescribed. Very films, no movies. budget
1: movies. And that sure. and
2: and um it works because we can call in all these favors and friends that just are like minded and just want to make the art. Um so if it wasn't for things like, you know, putting our necks out there, you know, going to film festivals, screaming at the top of the building saying, Hey, we're I was only independent film company we're and I have movies. people come along saying, Um, that's bullshit. Great. Um, let's talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> and and being part of different different organizations uh, within the state for independent filmmaking. Um, yeah, like
1: you got on the film board. Yeah, the, I was, the
2: main. I was on the. Uh, signed up for that. Uh, for a Iowa, year Iowa Motion Picture Association board. There for a year. Um, just getting involved, and yeah, just getting involved and just being a part, being a part of whatever you can within, within your community or within your state, and that's what led to it. So. So that's the advice part I would give to the yep. filmmakers what you know is is just it just do it just do it do it do it and um and it may not be something like a tax incentive break that comes one al- comes along once in a lifetime but it could but, lead to other different o- opening doors opening for you. But at the end of the
1: day it doesn't even matter because you spent a lifetime of doing it and making art this whole time yeah. whether you do get that break or not you get to look back at this uh shelf full of movies you made and like that's the important and part and it's
2: still going i mean we you right. know the tax incentives have been long gone long gone that's never going to happen for us again that <laughs> no. has not stopped us from making what we want to make and creating no. our own art
0: and you guys definitely have i mean seeing as like a uh, collapse, and then you have um, God, I can't think of a them right now. Uh, yep, you, you actually have movies on Prime too, don't you? Demonica. Demonica's on Prime right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um I had actually a watch party for it a while back, and I didn't get, i didn't make it that time. We missed you. Um, yeah, I only make the times where I—I—I I, I, uh, picked a movie, and yeah. <laughs> I ended up picking a stinker, <laughs> and people. No, yours was awesome. We still <laughs> talk about that movie yeah (laughs) the movie i picked was shocking dark um 2009 i think it's that kind of seemed like the time that walking Dead* was getting kind of big do you think that really kind of fueled this movie at all
1: good question i think it might have uh helped our producers give us the okay
2: yeah i think that maybe not that they were looking for something made, but
1: yeah i don't
2: as far as the creative side i had written this script before a year maybe two years before walking dead hit television and up to that point i hadn't i hadn't read the comics and it's what's crazy is, is there <laughs> elements that I did in collapse that was done within that first season of walking dead? Yeah, you'll never let it go either. I <laughs> know oh, no, because like, was that when, yeah. the, when our movie came, when our, when we Ours were, came out after and yeah.
1: And like this gag that he does in it
2: was like, Oh, but Mike did that
1: first, it, mm-hmm. but it didn't come <laughs> out first. So he didn't. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. But the zombie boom was really starting then I think. So I don't think it hurt anything to help get it made and or sell it. But
2: Well, and and the thing is, too, I mean, yeah, we we often, again, within our own local film community here in Iowa, are always, you know, we're known as the horror movie guys. So yeah. it's like, oh, they they make zombie movies. So we always made it a point to never make a zombie movie. Um, yeah, until this co- was our first one. This yeah. is our first one. But even at the end of the day, you could still say it's not a zombie movie. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, which, I mean, I it, it got me. I was surprised. Um, uh, let's talk about the movie. Well, I'll give the uh, the plot real real quick here. Uh, there's, like, a, a Chris Mulkey who I know mostly from – well, he's in tons of shit. Yeah. He has, like, 270-some <laughs> credits on IMDb, but I remember him from The Hidden when he's Ooh, driving. Yes,
2: that in, opening in scene. In the
0: beginning. Um blasting metal music, driving hot cars and stuff. I love that movie, by the way. Uh, Me too. So I remember from that. <laughs> um, the character of Chris Mulkey, he's um, kind of... He's an, he seems like an older father. Um, like he had his kid when he was older and you find that out later on in the movie that uh, him and his wife, who's actually... A, was Karen Landry, who's his wife in real life, too. Yep. Um actually you know what i want to ask you guys like how what was the um the casting process for them because were they like a package deal or were they just uh did they both audition
1: uh, yeah i'm sitting here trying to remember i wished i had the list of names that we were talking to first because they were yeah. bigger yeah names um, can you remember any of them uh uh I, will I no sh-
2: gosh dang nope but uh well, and the thing is, is like, um, as Jason's doing research, uh, <laughs> trying to jog his memory here, um, I remember, I can, I, cause I can remember the day when they presented Mulkey to us, they, you know, had his head shot and everything. Yep. And then they talked about how, you know, if we also casted his wife, it would be a package deal and it would, you know, the rate would be cheaper or what have you. Um, and I, I was hesitant at first because when I wrote, when I wrote, um, uh, the characters I wrote them as uh, younger, younger, like a more of a, um, you know, late twenties, early thirties, uh, with us with a with their son being younger as well. So, um, but but at the same time, Chris had this look in his oh. in his um you know more uh, mm-hmm. middle aged look that to me screamed Iowa farmer. You
1: know, oh yeah, that face,
2: Ooh. the lines, the the lines in the face that, you know, this is a working man, haggard, um, yeah, not beat down, no, but just
1: a working tell man. He's
2: earned his dollar. Yep,
0: yeah. he's got yep. some miles on him. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Greg Kinnear was the leading oh, candidate. That's right. Remember that?
0: I do remember <laughs> that. <laughs> Wouldn't yes. that have been something?
2: Holy crap!
1: As good as it gets, Greg Kinnear.
2: <laughs> anyway. I didn't have You're yeah. Not. All right, right, right.
1: <laughs> Chris Mulkey though.
2: Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, Chris Mulkey. Yeah.
1: Twin first, Peaks, Chris Mul- first blood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Wars.
1: Everyone has everyone knows his face. They don't might not know his name, but they all know his face.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Linnea Quigley shows up in the movie a couple Yay. times.
1: At this point, Mike had already it had already been etched in stone his vow. That every feature film going forward will have Linnea Quigley. This would have made his second.
2: This will be. This would have been. This the second, second film. of the third
1: of the three times we've had her the, in our. Our Linnea
2: Quigley trilogy. Uh-oh. uh Oh. No. Uh, no. no but... <laughs> we we had her in our movie. Legend has it, and she was. You know, first of all, I've always been a huge Linnea Quigley fan, uh, yep. dating all the way back to when I was in high school. Just, always have loved her, and just the cream dream of getting to actually work with her seems a, like such a fan. And fantasy. she really
1: was our first celebrity
2: actor that we ever every non-friend actor <laughs> we ever had. And she couldn't have been <sighs> she couldn't have been cooler. She could have uh, been the sweetest woman and so much fun to work with and and so yeah, so it was it was a vow from there on out like I'm always going to write a part for her. So the part was written for her and that was part of the um negotiations and making this movie is like whoever we cast doesn't matter i mean well it matters but uh we but this part is for lenae we have to get lenae quickly
0: so our story uh, pretty much starts out that's um robert morgan who's played by chris mulkey uh gets he's in the hospital well, he's at the doctor's office with his wife and um his wife is presumably like sick and it just kinda seems this is like the start of the collapse of him. Um, which really gives you like the, the meaning of the movie from the start there. If oh you really start no attention. <laughs> you know, if you if you really pay attention to the movie, the collapse really is this man's life, not the collapse of society. Oh, oh. So so luckily I've seen quite a bit of movies before to where I can really put the, the two together, but the twist in the movie I didn't get. So like, uh, it has like a triple meaning, this movie. Uh, <laughs> congratulations for that one. Thank yeah. you. And then that's where we meet um, his wife, uh, played by his wife in real life. And um, we see them show up late to their son's uh, track meet. And uh, like I said before, their son seems kind of younger than them. Uh, and he's with their, uh, their. Uh, I want to see their farmhand. Yeah. At, at school who uh, is like a friend of the, the the child also and he ends up uh they end up missing the track meet um when they quickly the uh, uh the coach there uh wants to speak to um the parents and they kind of blow her off a little bit right it's i uh, if you really do watch the movie you see that they do blow a lot of people off and there's just like so many hints in this movie which uh This movie is very smartly done. I will say that uh, from the start. Um, And it's also like no one's stupid in this movie. So, um, and that's, I can really appreciate that. And I can really appreciate couples in movies too, working well off of each other. It seems, and trusting each other. Because you'll see a lot of movies where um, no one believes anyone. And I don't find that very believable. Because right. if I had told my wife something, she'd she'd believe it, you know, or she'd be like, all right, well let's find this ghoulie in the house and we'll, we'll take care of it. Or, or let's move <laughs> either <laughs> one, You know, she's gonna believe me if I say so. So it's kind of cool to see that in, nice. in the movie. So um so yeah, there it seems like their relationships with uh their farmhand and with their son is is going south, and then um the father tells the, the farmhand that um well, actually, the farmhand is like, I got to go. Uh, you haven't paid me, like, three weeks. Uh, I have to find work somewhere else. So, like, all this shit's totally coming down on him. Uh, and then that's where we, we kick off to the scene where they're, they're working. And um, the farmhand and the son are both attacked by someone, a zombie. Now, when you were doing filming the scene, and when I first started watching it, the, and the zombie was in frame... Uh, it really there was very minimal makeup I'll say and it threw me off for a second because I was like okay um, usually zombies have tons of blood on them they're all tattered and everything um, and then the the scene kind of ended and later on in the movie you get to see that the person actually wasn't a zombie that they killed it was just the 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 um, the main character losing his mind and and dreaming up or, or seeing things that aren't actually happening. I think that I I, I want to say again. I think that was another good choice by you to not have someone full zombied out right in the beginning, uh, and it made it play into the story a lot better. And can you talk about that a little more? When um, I mean, the- was there ever like a fight or anything to where like? Um, the first time you see the zombie, um, was anyone like, "Oh, there needs to be a missing arm, there needs to be blood here," kind of thing? No,
2: to- um, the guy who did our make our zombie effects, our zombie makeup effects artist was Toby Sales, who also is a guy who uh, who's done a lot of zombie work on Walking Dead, um, and me and him had a you know some some a few phone conversations leading up to it, and uh you know before he came to Iowa to set up shop and just and the thing is is like I also dabble in special effects so I get that I I get um I get where he's coming from and what he needs as an effects artist cuz I've worked on other people's films as an effects artist and and you know they've always treated me like an afterthought but then like when it's when it's time for the magic they expect it to be something that uh they didn't communicate to me or give me the time to prep for it. So I so I was I, that was always a thing in my mind is like uh, I, I need to make sure the zombie effects are what needs to be done. And, and he got it right out of the – Toby got it right out of the gate instantly. I remember our very first phone conversation on what his concepts of what the zombies would be and and you know and george romero is my you know favorite <laughs> filmmaker of all time i love the zombie films but he said that he did not want to go for like the day of the dead style zombies he wanted something more realistic um you know you know it's more of like you know blood wounds some slight you know skin tone discoloration and i'm like you get it that's a totally what i'm looking for as well so so me and him me and toby we're always on the same page from the start, and I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, because people, when they watch a zombie movie, they want to see cool-looking zombie, so I want to make sure that um, that he got what he needed in order to, because, you know, a lot of times zombies are the star of the movie, so mm. uh, I want to make sure that he got everything he needed and we were both on the same page. So, But then when it comes to... Scenes like that in particular, one of the challenges as uh, writing the, the dang thing was uh, anytime there was a zombie attack where other people were around. Mm-hmm. and
1: Not Robert Morgan and his brain.
2: Yeah, yeah. because uh, a lot of the zombie attacks that happened, it's just Robert by himself. But there had to be some things to really sell this zombie apocalypse that had to happen with other people around before... He could get more and more isolated um <clears throat> including his son and the farmhand for example so um i didn't want to like super cheat the audience when it came time for the twists. so the concepts was always there with that particular zombie in general that um he looks a little more he, he doesn't look as decayed as other zombies and stuff and um you know but you could almost look at it through a slightly different lens of like, maybe he just got beat up a little bit, you know, like he's been beaten near to death. Um, but just with this movement and it, so we, so then there was a lot of conversation with the actor as well, as far as how he's going to play this. I want to see him shuffle in like a zombie. Um, but there's a little bit of like when he actually attacks people in that scene Thing it happens fast and you can't quite make out exactly what the zombie is doing. You mm-hmm. you just put all that together in your head. At least that was my plan anyway.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it was effective because that the next scene where the zombie is going after the wife or what you think it is, and there's like the seepage in the blanket uh, where it just turns red and you see him moving through the blanket. I thought that was very very effective. Uh, it was probably my favorite uh, shot of the movie actually the uh, favorite scene of the movie was that part because it was just so well done because it's scary because you know it's you think you know what's behind that sheet and then um, you're told that yes that's what it is but then you go back an hour later during this movie and you find out that that's not necessarily what happened it's it's quite effective Boy, so thank you. Thank oh, you.
2: Welcome. Yeah, there was two things I wanted out of that scene. I wanted to see blood seeping through a nice white sheet because I just think that's, that's a cool, cool, creepy imagery. Yeah, mm-hmm. and two, I wanted there to be a separation between that zombie and and um, and Karen, um, Molly. Yeah, Molly between Molly and, and the zombie, so she can't quite make out exactly what's who's attacking her and why. Mm-hmm.
1: But then, but. I like it because you're putting it in the audience to yes. decide you're not, like you said, you're not coming out and making them some ratty tatted one armed thing. You're something's wrong, but you're <laughs> almost forcing the audience to decide that while well, I'm watching a zombie movie, even yeah. though you don't ever really say it until even after that scene. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just assumed and implied, but, that's what's fun about those that opening stuff,
0: and that pretty much starts out our our invasion. I'll say of uh, the zombie invasion in this farmhouse, or that's what you're thinking because you're looking through this movie through the eyes of uh, Robert Morgan. So you're you're riding along with him right now in the zombie apocalypse, and while this is happening, his son had supposedly been bitten. And now he's bedridden with the door locked, um, because, well, what we think is... protect
1: Molly, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that he won't get out, right. Um, he's giving him, like, sedatives to, to, uh, calm him down and to presumably, uh, stop the change, if he could. Uh, Or at least that's what we're led to believe, um... So uh, how how is it like working with um, a young actor like that um, during this whole movie? Because you know they always say don't work with kids and, and pets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well,
2: Travis was awesome. Yep he he again he totally got it. it um, you know his parents totally got it. The 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 challenging thing for us is that this was also um the first time we've ever dealt with unions so Mm -hmm. we had to follow we had a lot of rules to follow like when we make a prescribed films movie we're like okay we're going to start shooting now and when we're done we're done if that means 24 (laughs) hours from this exact moment so be it but you can't do that when you're dealing with unions it's like you have to start here you have to stop here and um uh, and then there's uh, even more rules when you're dealing with uh, a minor so he can only work certain days of the week only work uh, certain hours had to have a bit of hours tutors on set yep blah 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 you know but it was like, Travis loved every second he was there, and I would think like he wouldn't care if he if we did shoot twenty four hours with him. And his parents felt the same way. I was just gonna
1: say his parents
2: were just as awesome as he was because they,
1: they love horror movies, and they were there for like yeah. every shot, and just just giddy behind the camera, just enjoying <laughs> this whole thing. His boy, their boy, gets to be in a horror movie. That's yeah, it.
2: they they, they were great, loved and, it, and yeah, yeah, he was just Travis was a lot of fun to work. With I him. I
1: hear from the parents more than I do Travis <laughs>
2: to, they say, to this day. Didn't they yeah. say Travis works in television news now? Yeah, something like that. And I don't know. I like to think we played a small yeah, part in that. Well, yeah. get out there, kid. Yeah, right. yeah, give the kid his first big
0: break.
1: <laughs> we got lucky with him, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I guess I've... Now, you, you, this is a, a union film, and now isn't there a thing with... Um, having both of your names as directors if you're part of or is that um something totally different that i'm thinking of
2: that'd probably be the director's
0: guild directors guild. which
2: i yeah when we say we we it was a union shoot it wasn't
1: it was more just the, like the work the working unions of yeah. the filmmaking unions of iowa and chicago and the surrounding areas that so
2: yeah so not not like the independent unions, like screen or like uh, actors and and screenwriters guild and directors guild and all that stuff, because I was never part of any of those no. unions. Mm. Um, so I, I we could still shoot independently, but we we still had to follow. Because I think like, we qualified as a low budget
1: something as far as that goes that kept us out of a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was
0: I think based on budget. It was
1: more about just the the local working unions.
0: Uh, cool. So, oh, great then. Uh, that, works yeah. out. that works out. Yeah, because I
1: think it's the Directors Union, the Directors Guild, that has all those rules about co-directors, and it was yeah. definitely tough times for a while until it kind of got popular. And <laughs> I think it's probably a little <laughs> yeah. easier sailing nowadays. But
2: yeah, thankfully <laughs> Thank you, we didn't. Thank you, Brothers. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> uh, another effective thing that I saw in the movie too, which it, usually it doesn't take me completely out of the movie, but I just like. Um, pictures in movies where like people have pictures on the walls of the family and I already, know. I already <laughs> know it's <laughs> and it's always like pictures they took a week ago but you guys actually had pictures that seemed older oh, oh, and they oh. were taken a while back and that they're on the wall and everything or at least that was probably their photos that they they were they're married. So I'm sure they brought their photos, own. Yeah, yeah. That
2: was the cool part about hiring a you know a, a married couple to play a married couple. They brought those they brought were wedding their photos. wedding photos and there was photos of them together on the fridge. Uh, yep. Even it, the ones on the fridge were even like uh, riding horses or some right. some stuff. So still very like rural farm type of uh, photos on the fridge, which was awesome
0: yeah because that 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 was i like seeing that because i I tell you every nearly every single movie you see that it's when it's not authentic you know it right oh yeah like that target two days ago and had uh, these done or or
2: better when you see a film where it's like (laughs) the guy looks at the picture of his daughter and they cut to the picture and it's obviously the the actress's headshot (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so, uh, leading from uh, the initial uh, invasion, there's another cool scene that, that I like, is the, the window zombie comes in, which is pretty effective. He just busts through the window and starts attacking our main character. Um, was that ever in the script, uh, or was that just something you guys thought of that that day or a few days beforehand?
2: It was in the script, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Would Do you have anything to say
1: about that? Uh, just, the, <laughs> most of what you see on screen is what was in the final draft. There are some things that we
2: we lost like, a lot of scenes.
1: And yeah, there were some on the day things we'd have to change, but more like how things were shot, necessarily not story. But yeah, yeah those were all in there.
0: Now, uh, how long, or just estimation-wise, did it take for each shot to be set up for uh, this movie?
1: oh man you can have that one uh too. well
0: <laughs>
1: i would say it uh, just to set up i mean we would we would roll in before the sun even comes up onto the farm we were all staying in hotels in the next town over because we still shot in small town iowa and it it was definitely still dark when we got there but I would say at least an hour to set up the shot and get things ready. And then, you know, maybe another hour to get the shot or two, you know, like it it was definitely a slower process. Definitely slower
2: than what we're used to. We're used to,
1: but at the same time, this was the third film that year with mostly the same crew. So they're, uh, especially the, the, the grips and they were all the same guys from the last two movies we shot earlier that year. And so there was definitely a shorthand. They definitely moved pretty fast. And so I don't think it was nearly as long of setups as maybe any most movie because we definitely had a lot of pages to shoot and probably shot faster than anybody really, just because that's how we normally shoot. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely slower than we're used to <laughs> also. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, were you ever pressured to to move faster with anything or, or was the picture pretty much smooth sailing? I would
2: have to say that if the pressure I felt was from us, from Jason and myself, more than anyone else. I don't I didn't feel pressure from the producer. There were times where like we would have not so fun conversations with the producer where we are the ones saying, no, there's no time to do that. Right. You know, or he, he's wanting us to slow down. And it's like, no, no. Cause we had a, we had a hard start date and a hard out date. You know, we it was uh, from October 1st to October 30th. And that <laughs> was it. No 31st. We, we and, wrapped on Halloween.
1: And we were lucky enough to have, you know, 10, 15 years of making movie experience to know that like, well, we have to get all this so we can have a movie. We can't just, Get part of it and hope that we make it work in editing. No, we knew we we knew what we had to get, so that helped us a lot on making sure.
2: But the, I feel that any time crunch was was self inflicted. That we were we were the ones that were making sure um, that because I mean, there's some ego involved. There's two films ahead of, before this, and I felt like this one was the most ambitious one. I mean, it had special effects. It had um, you know, it, it had, uh, name actors, name actors, um, you know, a lot, and more things at stake as well. We um, took
1: over a town. I yeah, mean, took over there a was town. Th-
2: so yeah. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that, uh, we came in on time Yep. and within budget. So
1: it's kind of the important
0: things, <laughs> uh, you guys got to edit this also, yeah uh, yeah is that usual for when you guys know uh, no. <laughs> i mean it is for
1: our stuff but yeah. Yeah. again that's what helped us since we made our own movies we were very familiar with how to edit and it's actually one of mike's favorite things of making the movies out of all the things yeah, it's which is everything of the process yeah
2: yeah and I, I, that's where i don't know if i could ever go fully hollywood because they always they always say like oh you don't write direct and edit you don't do that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a good. recipe for disaster. Exactly. You know, um, rap, and I get and it. Gets, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I get that mentality. You know, like, I mean, I've definitely seen plenty of movies where two, you know, one person's, one person was, you could tell one person was in way too much control over the project and was not taking advice from others. Um,
1: Oh, but we got to do this awesome thing that we've always wanted to do ever. And we'll never get to do again is that, we yeah. had, Uh, we had a little truck, a truck with a camper topper on the back and inside it was two smart kids with really fancy computers. And every day the film crew would just take the drives into there and they would dump it down. And when we got back to the hotel at night, they had edited most of what the day we had shot. And it was the greatest. It is as great as you think it would be.
0: No, I think, I think it sounds awesome, man. Uh, just having uh, just having someone take care of that stuff and bring it right to you. I think, I mean, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Because I, I, as much as I like to edit, actually I don't like to edit that much. I like <laughs> I just like to have the product after it come out. Um, come, when it comes to like podcasts and stuff, and, and when I do music mi- mixes, I like the after part. But during it and everything, I'm just like ah, oh, I'm going nuts about it. But uh, it, it's it's I, I like the end product.
1: Yeah, there's nothing worse than editing your movie and realizing you have really missed some things because that's usually yeah. months later. Yeah, you yeah. know. And this this way, we got to see it every night, and there are times we'd be like, "Oh, this worked. This didn't work. We can try to figure out how to fix that. Squeeze it in the schedule before we're done." Since we got everything here, so helpful, so helpful. It was amazing.
2: Editing's
0: so- fun. Yeah, so yeah. Robert um, Robert Morgan, from there, um, he ends up heading to town because the generator supposedly goes out, but he ends up filling it with gas and leaving the town. Um, and that's where we get to see hordes of zombies. Um, so what was that like? going? To, I'm sure you, you put out something to where it says, hey, we need zombies. Yeah. Um, was it like hey come dress this way or did you have like a makeup artist there because you had quite a few people um with at least 50 60 maybe more yeah wasn't it closer to 100
1: it was closer to 100
2: all said and done i think that day here's the thing (laughs) um we were told for that day of shooting they were going to give us 20 zombies And we, Jason and I, after we would wrap every night, uh, we'd go back to our hotel room and we would bitch and moan about, this isn't going to work. 20 zombies, (laughs) it's not going to work. But we kept getting told that's all there was for the budget. That's all that, you know, we couldn't afford any more zombies. And I'm thinking, are you freaking kidding me? Why are you paying any of these people? All you got to do is put an ad in the paper and say, hey, do you want to, you want to be a zombie in the movie? People will come out in truckloads yeah. just to be a zombie in a movie. You don't have to freaking pay them, and they did. And they so and all that's locals. What, the whole that's the town. Yeah, so and that's, that's right. what that's what we did. We went to we went to uh, one of the producers and we said, "Hey, let's do this." And they put an ad in the paper, and next thing we know, we have almost 100 zombies.
1: And Toby was, like, freaking out, because he's like, what?
2: I thought I only had to
1: do 20. No, I have to do and we got to do the cool thing of, like, we took over the high school, and, like, they had the whole gym and an assembly line, and just like you would think. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and uh, one of my favorite moments is, I'm just so happy for Mike. Zombie, to have, zombie
2: day was the greatest day of my life. Yeah. I'm so happy Mike got zombie day. Tell them about that morning. So <laughs> we filmed in this town called West Branch, um, which is basically the downtown is one road. Yeah. At the bottom of the road is the fire station where we would do uh, morning meetings and have breakfast when we were shooting in town. And and up at the top of the hill at the other end was the high school past the one little street block of downtown that was west branch that we shot most of the downtown stuff and i remember leaving breakfast and walking up that hill on that one stretch of road and seeing a horde of a hundred zombies coming from the opposite direction from the school to meet us to meet us i've never seen
1: them so happy it was so
2: freaking cool because it was still early so you kind of get that like backlight of the sunrise and Oh my, it was amazing.
1: And just, I think you just started jumping around and doing cartwheels, which you can't
2: do. I did, I did. (laughs) Just in general, like every day we had a lot of extras was for me the most fun. When we shot the track scene, I had a lot of fun. We had a lot of kids as extras in that and just running around talking to them and, you know, showing off and goofing off and letting them, letting some of them sit behind camera and watch the monitor for certain (laughs) shots and stuff. I just, it was just so much fun for me, and I wanted to make sure it was fun for all them too. So, but Zombie Day was the best. Oh, it gets the best. whole crew pumped up. Everybody, it's it was so amazing.
0: What was it like getting people to act like a zombie? Like, how did you do that? There because
1: was a school. There was training. I mean, just
0: like, like, um, like they're. Um, did you have to go like to each person and be like, "All right, you need to. I want to see your zombie do it here." Because I know if you do it, like, if you try and teach someone to be a zombie. <laughs> They're just gonna do what you're doing, right? So like, how did you how did you guys do that? Um, oh
2: my God, it's so hard to remember. I remember didn't you I do a zombie. I did a zombie school for the crowd, that, didn't I? Yeah,
1: I think you did. You like was just conducting your orchestra in front of all these zombies, giving them a school lesson.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Giving them
1: what you wanted, things you didn't want. Some
2: and... some basic moves. Uh, what those moves mean as far as the um anatomy of a zombie um and then like kind of throw some th- just throw some little gags out here and there like you know hey you know the personality can, part of yeah yeah yeah
0: now did you guys also with the makeup i want to um seeing as that there were so many people did you do the like the the savini day of the dead thing where mm-hmm. you have like your your main ones in front so yep. your secondaries oh, yeah. and then like your 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 Absolutely. Your guys in the back really aren't wearing that much, but you know they're—is that uh, that the process you guys did?
2: A thousand percent. This goes back to what I was, <laughs> saying, what I was saying before about being there for Toby, the makeup artist, because you know he would tell me stories, and again, totally sympathizing with him, where you know it's impossible to do a hundred zombies with all the time um,
1: and the with resources. all
2: perfect makeup. Yeah. You know, some of them are just going to have some some paint and fake blood splashed on them, and that's it and he told me he's just told me horror stories about other zombie projects he's done where it's the same process you have your hero zombies that need to be in front of the camera and your background zombies that are either just wearing a mask or have a little makeup on them that just need to be filler in the background and how some asshole directors would <laughs> like pull some of those background zombies out of the back and put them in front and this is toby's work this is not only like like his art but also his business card. People are going to see this movie and be like, oh, I don't know if we want to hire. Look at that crappy zombie right there in the camera, you know, with raccoon eyes. I'm... We're not going to hire this guy to be. So I was <laughs> super conscious of that. So he was a big part also of like where we're going to per- put certain zombies. I wanted him to have that. All
0: right, cool. That's awesome. Um, and this is uh, right around the time at, where we're in town, too, where. Um, or Robert is going into like the bank and everything and you think he's blowing away these zombies. Um he leaves from there and heads to the was it the bait and tackle shop? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, what, it's what it seemed like. Um to where he blows away uh, uh some more zombies and then but we see a survivor. Um uh this young woman who uh, I was very afraid, and she's very afraid of Robert at this point. And I think at this point in time, when she was acting so afraid of him, that's where I I figured it out for the most part. Or at least oh, had nice. something to where I was like, why is she so scared of him? Why isn't, you know, and how did she survive? And sweet, she was just there? I, I was like, <laughs> oh here we go. Okay, there's more behind this now. Okay, I get it. Now he's not locking away the sun because he's uh, becoming a zombie kind of thing. I'm like, alright, there's there's a lot more to this. There's there's a lot more uh, 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 meat in this soup, you know? So, um, he ends up with uh, the girl. Mm, meat soup. <laughs> yeah, now nah, it's soup. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, ends up uh, he's trying to help her, her. yes. <laughs> and, uh, and she was uh, she was really good too. Where uh, what was the um, she, hiring press for her? What, what's her name she
1: too? She is from. Uh, have you heard of this movie called Groundhog Day? <laughs> yeah, she's the little girl playing the piano.
0: The
2: one mm-hmm. that Bill Sounds Murray. Good. Bill Murray kicks out of the house when he goes to take piano lessons. That's her. Wow! Holy Aunt, crap!
1: Angela Golan.
2: yes, yep. mm-hmm. and <laughs> oh, I loved her so much. But she, she had I felt like the most important role in the whole movie because. Because that that twist moment hinges on her, and it's it's in the car with the cat. Yeah, or even or in, even in the uh, bait and tackle shop. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I-, I wanted to make sure Chris's intensity was turned up to eleven during that during that scene because you know that would make her rattled um, mm-hmm. more rattled than she was ar- already was, but at the same time, like yes, like. We're, we're seeing the reality through her performance, but I didn't want it to be like a hundred percent given away at that moment. Just kind of yes. start hinting at something's off. So, so I think she, and I, th- I thought she did an amazing job. She, um, she totally sold what I, what I was going for.
0: Uh, yeah, that's when uh, right around this movie starts to like unravel everything that's, that's going on. And, um, we find out that, Robert is des- definitely has some issues now, and I think the the stress of all the shit that's gone on in his life has finally caught up to him to to the point where now he's imagining zombies. And, and of course, it goes a lot deeper than that than just zombies and everything. But um, and that leads us to uh, our, our the end of the movie, to where we see that the son isn't a zombie at all, uh, and then he passes and the wife has just been following the husband around this whole time and not necessarily seeing all the stuff that he has seen to where she now knows that he's not all there. And, um, he comes, he ends up coming back home and the cops are right behind him. And, uh, there's a pretty cool shootout in this movie now too, to where, um, this turned into a a more of like a, um, uh, I was I was gonna say like a death wish movie, but uh, yeah. more along the side lines of death <laughs> sentence. But uh yeah, it becomes more of like a um action movie in a way. So where the the villain cool. is now um a man and he's not a horde of zombies. Um now uh what was the what was it like blocking with like the gunshots and everything and working with um uh just working with props
2: like that oh man well that scene in the basement i'm just gonna say was probably one of the more challenging as far as especially as far as blocking goes because i don't know if you could tell in the movie i can tell because i was there but that basement was tiny with everybody every actor that's in that scene they're basically shoulder to shoulder um realistically in that basement that's how small it was you cannot stand in that basement um without like i think we do
1: okay fooling you that it's bigger well, but shit, i
0: couldn't tell man
2: so it looked big to it's, me it's so tiny so so as far as placing people and then we also have to then again reshoot some of those shots right. where they're just up as zombies a
1: lot of those scenes in this movie we're doing twice yeah you know but we had we had some fantastic stunt guys and some the the gun guys were some cool dudes from Chicago oh, that yeah. came down and they were excellent and and I'm trying to remember Uh, guns are scary. So I probably ran ahead during all
2: that. I think, I think you're probably in the other (laughs) room. Well, we had to be, we had to be, because again, the main room where all the actions taking place is tiny. So there's the, you know, you see the scene where the cops go in and then you just see the muzzle flashes in the off room. That's where we are through most of, most of this at monitor, because we can't, we couldn't even get into the room to direct half a, you know, to direct half the time. We had to shout what we wanted from the other room. That's how small it was. But, um, um there's yeah. a lot of
1: fun squib stuff you know you finally got to do some of that some real stuff like that <laughs> yeah always wanted
0: to. and as small as that may seem that really sells the movie like a muzzle flash can really sell a movie you know it, it, definitely if it's low budget because yeah. and squibs too I mean, or you can always do like they did in the old like 40s and 50s cowboys cowboy movies where they shoot at someone and they just grab their stomach and fall over, you know, Right. and that can be done in any movie really. But to when you're, you're starting to introduce squibs and, and muzzle flashes and everything that really kind of really can pump up your movie. At At least to me, you know, someone who watches stuff like this and can really kind of pick it out.
2: We had way too much fun with the muzzle flashes in that shot where <laughs> it's coming from the dark room. Um, you should see the raw footage of it because it goes on forever. You would think this was a Sam Peckinpah movie with as many <laughs> muzzle flashes. You would have seizures from watching all the muzzle flashes that we did. It was just so much fun. We just kept rolling.
1: We also employed some good old movie magic that we, because we really haven't done any gun stuff in 20 years and 50 films. Like guns just isn't our thing, you know, we'd rather slash somebody anyway. But, uh, we, the, the cool thing that I thought that we did with this is we did, and this is secret stuff, so don't tell anybody, but the shots, we would film them already with the bullet hole in their head and we would remove it with CGI until, and then bang, we would, and so we would cover it up with CGI and then, and then take off that, and then the bullet hole's there. Yep. So we'd kind of do this weird backwards thing. So the bullet hole was always there. They would always react like they got hit, but it would just be covered up with CGI. So that's a fun use of CGI that I think Mike could live with.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <Not that he's... laughs> um, have you guys ever thought more, uh, I, I mean working more on like guns or Actiony kind of things, or maybe detective kind of movies. No, no, you want to just. I just don't more. think.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we. I. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I don't know that we can do action. I
2: don't. I don't. Think it's so. hard. It's hard and time consuming. Right.
1: There's like eight thousand shots that go into three seconds of yeah. an action sh-
2: scene. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Probably. How do you do that? I mean it. It always looks cool and I like watching it, but man, I don't know. Never aspired for that, I guess.
0: You ever um, thought about using drones and uh, like just for the camera wise and everything?
2: 100%. I can't wait to use a drone. We haven't ever yet, but uh, I definitely want to incorporate that into our. Yeah,
1: because the way we normally make movies and prescribe films is we're so low budget that no one person of the crew has all of the equipment. So (laughs) there was years where we didn't even, we weren't even the ones with the camera. We would have some lights. Our friends would have a microphone. We would, you know, somebody had a camera. Somebody had some of this and that. And then that's the only way we can make movies is all get together. So there's a good friend of ours, Flyboy. You might know from the podcast in the early years, but I think the last two years, Every month, I would just send him a text to be like, hey, you get a drone yet? (laughs) Because he he really wants to get one. And as soon as he said it, it's like blood in the water. I'm like, you need to get it. You need to get a drone so that we can have a drone. You need it, but we need it.
2: So that would be awesome. He does now, though, doesn't he? I think he did. I thought he did have one. As soon
1: as this pandemic's over, we're going to
0: use it.
2: Use the shit out of it.
0: I oh, mean I think a drone you can use it now it'd be perfect for the social distancing part you know you just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um has that uh, did you guys have anything coming up and has the pandemic affected any of that lately um, Uh
2: big time um only a lot yeah again this is our 20th year of making films so we were going to go like big extravaganza we were going to make some Make some films, uh, do a ton of film festivals, do some touring with films, um, do a bunch of cool stuff on like the web. You know, we had all these ideas and plans, and we it all just uh, disappeared. With yeah, the we pandemic. we
1: had we would we would finished editing a short film we did over last summer, and and it was just starting. We were submitting it to festivals and got into a few, and literally it stopped right when we were about to go to them, and it was. Yeah, it's been really painful.
2: Really painful. This is literally since the birth of Prescribed Films. This year is gonna be
1: the, the slowest.
2: The well, and, not just the slowest, but it's gonna be the one year we have not shot anything. No shorts or feature and, or anything, music and videos, it's anything.
1: Killing Mike. This might be the I'm last dying. time
2: you hear from him. It might be. Oh no, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. He's fine. He is doing something on his phone to at um, least be doing something. He's yeah, making his own little something. Yeah, it's, it's got to
0: same thing. Though. It's not. Well, you know, I have a lot of action figures. We can like make scenes, yeah. of these things. You know, I can I can be Cobra Commander. I can do a, a decent impression of him. I don't know how good is your Lady J impression. <laughs> we might be able to pull something up. I can
1: tell you what, Larry. From the, I, I'll speak for Mike here, but from the moment you said you acted. I know we both thought we got to get Larry down here for something. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> You're going to be yeah. in
1: something we shoot in the future. Right. Pat,
0: so, I, get ready? I would love it. I uh, I will drive there as soon as I possibly can. It's not <laughs> yes. that far of a drive. It's only four hours. I can make it. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, of course I would do it. I I I I I, I do asshole roles especially well um I was well, going to
1: say that I didn't want to yeah, sound no. it like
0: I'm, I'm the perfect star scream or to yes. like yep. anyone you know it, just think of me as star scream and then just think of the role like oh, that mm-hmm. or, nice mm-hmm. or or my or my name's Larry and if you ever watch like any like TV show or movie the hero is <laughs> never named Larry so that's never. Just, it's like yeah, never. Like he's he's always, he, like the best Larry I can get is from uh what was that uh Perfect Strangers. That's like the best Larry. <laughs> Cousin Larry? Yeah, Cousin Larry. That that's as bad be- that, that, that's 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 good beat. as it gets for a Larry. <laughs> for Larry. Every other time he's like a loser. Like don't watch SVU because if there's a Larry on it, you know, you who go. the character is going to be on SVU named Larry. <laughs> 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 noted but um yeah that about does it uh for us here thank you guys so much for coming on and would love to have you guys on again uh yeah it seems like you have a a huge library to go through if you ever want to talk about some of the movies some more totally yeah and
1: anyone listening wants to check out some of these we got most of the short films on our youtube page but all that stuff can be found at prescribedfilms.com that's the website that's got everything and and, yep. and this movie, I don't know if we said it yet, but at this at this moment, you can watch it on Tubi. Yep, it's available on Tubi. Collapse is.
0: Dude, Tubi is awesome. Isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. I'm saying oh, is it. commercials, it's, it's free. It's awesome. but yeah, it's crazy. yeah. I'll take commercials for. Florida what a selection free. they have. Oh, great selection. They have a horrible selection too. There's like a bunch of horrors. Yes. Yeah. Quite Am a few. Mike's always
1: watching those.
0: That's right. It's like uh, what was it like? There's one called The Wood Witch or something like that. It was horrible. Smells <laughs> good. They're all, mean... You know, there was a, they, this, I mean, must've watched this pretty early on in the quarantine, but there was one called, I think like Quarantine Love or something like that. Okay. And yeah, it was crazy. It was huh. like about this, um, this man and woman and she like abuses him and killed his wife and like, they fuck like next to her body and stuff it's all fucking weird man and then a commercial would come up I'm like, what am i watching here thank you to and <laughs> but uh, and definitely, yeah. i
1: definitely want to thank you again for putting the spotlight on independent film and it's yeah so important and so great and i know all of us horror fans and movie fans it's easy to like the blockbusters but there's tons of great stuff out there still coming out all the time and
0: and and especially with this movie because this is a good movie like it, it has Ooh, twists it like it's filmed well uh, like there's great camera shots the lighting is is superb oh, pretty so, proud of it you should definitely give this movie a shot because it's it's a good movie and it's a great twist in it um, Jessalyn, at first she was like you know I'm kind of burnt out on zombies and everything. Right? Yeah, and but I was like, yeah, well, this is a movie of the week. We'll watch it. we you know, we'll check it out. You know, and she was like, she was pleasantly surprised by it that it wasn't your, your run of the mill zombie movie. Oh, run- actually, you know what? Okay. Uh, let me rephrase that. Your run of the mill low budget zombie movie. Yep. Which oh, yeah, which wasn't. <laughs>
1: There's a couple of them out there.
0: <laughs> <There's> a <couple. laughs> Just a couple. Uh, they yeah. may be even redneck or heavy metal zombies, but right there, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys once again for coming on and chatting with me. And definitely check out Collapse and a bunch of their other work. It's all available. Well, not all available. Well, it is all available on, on the website and yep. on Tubi. Thank you guys once again for coming on. Insane Mike and Jason, the thanks, director Larry. of Collapse. All right, everyone. Thanks, thanks for, for listening to us. And we will see you next week.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs>